to I Love That For You, the podcast that celebrates the trailblazers and late bloomers from all walks of life. I'm Red. And I'm Kelly. Kelly, oh, you know I love to choose the topics that are just so like easy and lighthearted oh, and not boy. at all controversial at all. Here we go. I've never talked about anything like, you know, sexism, racism, like not at anybody. All. No, oh, none straight of those. down the line. Of course. Super <laughs> Which is simple. basically what I do. <laughs> so you're welcome (laughs) today's topic i know people have a lot of different opinions they have their own relationships and they have their own feelings about different things like this but our topic today is family for all the happiness and through all the complications that come with it kind of going into it kelly what's your family like well first of all like what's your immediate family and also do they listen to the pod that's a great question i actually have (laughs) no idea isn't that crazy i think my mom at the very least must because she reads all of my sub stacks and actually like prints them out i think Aww. she loves to scrapbook like she's retired she has like scrapbooked every bit of my life mm-hmm. in like binders like literal oh my binders God. for each year <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i would not be surprised if there's a binder from 2023 with every single Substack. and obviously i have promoted i love that for you on the Substack. so i'm imagining she's listening and she hasn't said anything so i don't know if that means she loves it or hates it hi but... kelly's mom <laughs> yeah right so hi, if you're listening, mom, I love you. Yeah, no, my, my mom and my dad, they're in Buffalo where I grew up. Yeah, they're they're great. Love them. And then I have a brother, Kevin, who's in St. Louis. And we have like eight years between us. So okay. a little bit of an age gap, but we actually have, <laughs> I can't speak about it, but we have something we're working on together, which has kind of been cool because we're, you know, talking more and interacting more than we usually do um, mm-hmm. with this project we have together. So it's actually been really cool um, because, you know, when you grow up, you're just like the little sister and like the, his friends uh-huh. would come over and fuck with me and whatnot. And then as you grow up, like the age gap disappears and now like, Sean is like basically my brother's age and like Kevin's wife is basically my age so it's just funny how there is no oh. age gap really yeah <laughs> uh, shout out if you are listening and then my grandma I haven't mentioned her my remaining no. grandma her name is Ruth Lansing she is kind of a legend she was shouted out in Apple CEO Tim Cook's a speech that he gave in 2018 when she turned 100 um, um, she was the trending topic on Reddit for the day. She's kind no, of a legend. that's so cool. Isn't no, that that's cool? more than a legend. If you're that's trending like, on Reddit. Yeah, she was number one Wait, on the front page. Why? For some reason, got wind of her story of, you know, the Holocaust. She escaped that. She was a translator in the Nuremberg trials, if you've heard of those. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And she's kind of had a storied life that I don't even know the full extent of, but she is now about to be 105 in november so um, Tim, can we yeah. get her on the pod <laughs> i know i would love that i don't think she could she that's can't fair, hear that's fair. well but um he sent her an and, ipad uh, yeah shouted her out in a speech and I'll, I'll find that reddit thing we should probably link to it because it was crazy but yeah i hope i have those genes in my <laughs> in my side because yeah what a legend yeah you're so about my family- a quarter of the way there like yeah, yeah, yeah i'm a quarter of the way there yeah <laughs> 
So I have a long way to go, hopefully. But uh, a family I have pretty good relationship with. I I do wish we were like closer geographically. (laughs) I joke about it. I wish I had had a little bit more of a tumultuous childhood just because that's (laughs) how you hear all the uh, rock stars and artists and comedians get big is because they had traumatic upbringing and are inspired to like do something. But I had a pretty... Just suburban childhood, nothing crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, Kelly, yeah. it's either rock star or serial killer. So yeah, exactly. you know what? Maybe not. I mean, there's still time, Red. There's still time. We'll see. No, <laughs> kidding. If the FBI is listening, it wasn't me. Yeah, but I love my family. Nothing crazy to speak of. But I mean, I'm- but I know your family seems pretty creative too, because like I'm, your dad and you playing music together oh, yeah. at the wedding, and we um, are music. Your dad inclined. is super cute, by the way. <laughs> Be like a golden I mean, retriever. That in an adorable way. I'm not hitting no. on your dad. I promise. No, you would love that. He He's like a golden retriever. He has more energy than I do. And he's like killing it. Him and my brother killing it in the running world. Like my dad always wins first place. Now, granted, it's Buffalo. It's not L.A. So the running community is not as competitive. But he, his times are faster than some of my times. Mm-hmm. He's killing it in late age. He's like giving me inspiration like that. It's yeah, no never kidding. too late to kill it. He's taking up all these hobbies. He plays so many instruments. He likes to joke. He's like a jack of all trades, a master of none. But I... <laughs> I think it's just adorable and I just love that energy. What an inspiration and such yeah. a fun energy. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, we should have the pod. <laughs> Honestly, if he wants to, I'd love to. He's so he nice. I only got to chat with him at various points, but we had to walk from the beach to the actual venue and he just pulled over and he like pulled all like the bridesmaids in the car we were all like piled in on each other he's like let's go <laughs> so sweet oh. he and your mom just scooped us up and we were because we he could see we were struggling because you know some of us had taken off our shoes and there's a big stretch of road that we were walking down right. and he's like nah 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 I gotta no, get Kelly's walk. bridesmaids <laughs> yeah Thank you, Dad, for that. And then, yeah, my mom, I think I mentioned this in the Vera episode, but she helped with those favor, theme favor bags. Mm-hmm. So thank God. Like, so thoughtful. And yeah, just a uh, great family. Five stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you, I guess, is the question. How How yeah. is your family dynamic? My family dynamic, it's so funny because I come from a very, very big family. My immediate family, I'm one of four kids. Wow. Um, I'm the second oldest. I have an older brother and then I have a younger sister and a younger brother and all of us were born within five years. Wow. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. That's a lot. Tell me you're Irish without telling me yeah, you're exactly. Irish. <laughs> And I'm half Irish, but I only mm-hmm. have one older brother. I don't know what happened there. And the thing is, like, I grew up very, very close to all of them. Like, we moved from Canada to the U.S. My dad's Canadian. My mom's American. That's a whole other thing. I'd love to tell their love story because they're so adorable and they still are each other's best friend. Like, I jokingly tease them about how I'm still single because they set too high of a standard for me. <laughs> That's but cool. no, the thing is, like, each one of us is so distinct in our personalities. I literally have joked about how my siblings and I are the breakfast club. Um, <laughs> I, so my older brother was kind of like the troublemaker. Okay. Um, yep. He's incredibly smart, but school just held no attention for him. And very, very clever, but kind of used that for, like, evil purposes. No, I'm joking. Like, <laughs> But he just was like, he would cause so much chaos, but in a, a way that was like, some of our teachers were just like, I'm not mad. I'm more impressed. <laughs> um, 
Um, and then I was the theater kid. So I was all about like creativity and like the drama and all that stuff. But I was actually very shy in high school. Um, really? Like, I would not expect I, that from you. No, I know. I ran into someone from my high school recently and they were like looking at me so confused. And I was like, what? They were just like, you talk now. And you I was like, oh, yeah. Before? Were you mute before? <laughs> I was very like just uncomfortable with myself. And Aww very awkward and then my sister was star athlete could not be more my opposite we talked about my pale skin and I have my red hair my sister is tan and blonde and athletic oh my god she's run marathons Kelly is she your long like yeah, yeah right is she meant to be in your family say. yeah she's my family maybe an accident <laughs> right and my youngest brother was a little bit of like a nerd and now he's an engineer total sweetheart though he's like he was the baby of the family each one of my family members are so clever um but just in their own way and i think the thing is now that we're older i think they're a little confused by me black sheep <laughs> i'm a little bit of the black sheep in the sense of i know that they all love me i know that they do but because I am the oddball in the sense of I do all these creative things and they work in like HR and engineering and nursing. They're just each of like looking at my stuff going, why? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> why? Right. And like they kind of cringe a little, which it, it, everybody's to their own. Like I'm definitely a very outspoken, I would say liberal kind of person. I have friends from all different walks of life that some, I'm not saying my immediate family, but some family members have said they're the weirdos. And I'm yeah. like rude, but also true. Um, weirdos are more fun. Okay. They're more interesting. No, but like, <laughs> oh, family that kind of sees that creativity. I think they're worried about me in the sense of like, okay, but does it make you money? And I'm like, well, not all of it. <laughs> I ask myself that every day. <laughs> right. I think they worry about that. And I think they want me to be happy, which I am. But by trying to make me into something that I'm not, they just don't really understand like, why suddenly I don't share as much with them. I know my mom is trying to listen to the podcast. It's not that she finds it difficult. She just technology. So she's trying to figure out how to listen to it, but she's telling all her friends and my dad's supportive of it. my dad. I love my dad so much. He is supportive. He doesn't get it, but he's so he tries so hard. Like Aww. he traveled from Rhode Island to New York to watch me be in the vagina monologues. Like Aww. And I was the flood. Like that <laughs> adds up. <laughs> right. Okay. He's going to hate that I tell the story, so we might have to cut it. But yeah. he actually was the one who taught me how to shave my legs. What? Yeah. So it was the day before middle school. And for some reason, I got in my head or maybe some of the other girls told me like you can't go to middle school with hairy legs otherwise you're gonna be like a social outcast and I was like oh my god I need to learn how to shave my legs but my mom who was a nurse got called in and I was like well who's gonna teach me now I have to learn blah, 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 blah. so cut to my dad on the other side of the bathroom door going all right red you take the razor shout out red's dad <laughs> yeah right oh. like i think it's because all of us are very close to my parents but each one of us have our own relationship with each other also we come from a massive family i have 21 first cousins i think she says i have two on my mom's side <laughs> what? and those are my first cousins red what yeah, and then I have my other 
Um, my dad's side, I have another dozen cousins. Actually, we will be mentioning one of them later in this episode. So, <gasps> what? Ooh, yes. Uh huh. Now but, intrigued. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. But I think when you come from a family that large and you're kind of trying to, on the one hand, find who you are as an individual, but then also find your place within the family and look out for each other and protect each other. It's so complicated and you're just trying to like do what's best for each other in the way that you think is best. But at the same time, it's not going to be. And like just finding a way to be supportive and to just find the family on the terms. Like I honestly think I get along better when I'm a little farther away because I think there's a lot of expectations of me to be physically present, but there's just so much going on. I'm trying my best and it's hard and it's nothing against them. But like other people have different priorities and things like that and there's nothing wrong with that no, so not at all yeah Aww. so again families can be complicated and actually Everybody. i've heard of, have you heard this theory that like kids who have good relationship with their parents aren't as close to their siblings but those I mean, who have bad relationships with their parents are closer with their siblings because they kind of bond oh i guess that makes sense yeah that would i guess that kind of makes sense in my regard too yeah yeah Because again, like you have these, it's really interesting that somebody brought it up on social media and there was a lot of blowing up because parents were like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them were like, oh yeah, my kids hate me, but they're great together. And then other ones were like, yeah, this is why my kids are fighting all the time. Interesting. Wait, so are you, which one are you? I think I lean slightly more towards the closer to my parents. So my siblings and I butt heads more. But again, it's also because we're so different of individuals. Right. I think I've said this before my sister is more hallmark and i am true crime that's right so like there's two very like oppenheimer to her barbie yes i am the golden retriever energy she's that and i am definitely like well no i still have the golden retriever i was gonna say black cat but okay kelly okay yeah you're welcome okay Hey, that's so cute when there are babies, at least. I mean, I'm cute. Anyways. Um, cute. Well, thank you. But yeah, so uh, what I'm trying to get at here is that there's so many different ways to define families. There's so many different ways that families are complicated. We love each other. We try and support each other. And we try and do what's best for each other. Sometimes that can be a little complicated. I am going to go into my person, who I have not told no. Kelly, who I'm no focusing idea. on today. No idea. And here's the thing. Kelly... Yeah. Yes. Normally, you know, I'm a nerd and I love to mm-hmm. do my research of and course. I normally start off my profiles citing my sources. Yes, you do. The cat did not eat my homework. I promise. I, <laughs> I did my research, but they have such a surprising part of their story that if I tell you the articles, it's going to give it away. Okay. So All right. I will We're let you know them. Yeah. In the, so in the links. <laughs> yeah. So also, if you're listening, do not look into the full description unless you want spoilers, because we will have our sources there. But just in the meantime, I will not tell you until, I mean, just call me Red Knight Shyamalan, because there is a twist. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we never said that before. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. So. Love. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I have no idea what's coming. The other thing too, Kelly, is that yeah. the person I'm focusing on today is someone modern oh so they are still alive i know Red. i know are you okay are you sure like i'm missing i think i need to go into something historical next time because i'm missing my historical people oh no (laughs) no i think people like i think people like the historical so you're good okay yeah the person today we're focusing on is jennifer jen bricker uh also though now she's known as bricker bauer which ties in later to the story have you heard of her i've never heard of her i have no idea oh 
Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. I am going um, and buying. We're just going to call her Jen. On her own website, they say that one would think Jen would be destined for a life of hardship. And that's because when Jen was born on October 1st, 1987, that's right. She's around our age. <laughs> oh. Yeah. She was born without legs <gasps> due to a genetic birth defect like it wasn't anything like they had to amputate or anything like that she just was born that way oh wow oh and my gosh. to add to this some sources say she was abandoned at the hospital others say she was placed for adoption immediately after birth oh. either way her birth parents gave her up now hmm. there are a lot of hard decisions when going into placing a child and taking in a child in the adoption process and right. we and i love that for you believe adoption can be a beautiful and wonderful chance at a better life for a child whose parents just can't provide for them, whether that be right. physically, emotionally, financially, any and all of the above, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And this is especially the case when they are placed with a family that gives them the love and support that they need, which thankfully Jen was. Aww. Jen says she was adopted at three months old by, in her own words, the parents who were supposed to have me. Oh. They brought her into a family with three older brothers. So once again, one of four, I can relate. <laughs> and in Oblong, I think I'm saying that right, Illinois, which great town name. That's a great um, town name. Right? Are, are things Oblong in the town? I hope or is so. Or like a statue, <laughs> I hope? <laughs> in the town and square. immediately her family instilled in her a deep belief that despite not having legs, she was not allowed to use the word can't oh love she said love yeah right not only was it you can do whatever you want we believe in you it was oh you want to go roller skating put the skates on your hands we'll figure out a different way oh right oh. like oh you I'm need to go to the drive do not go in the folder that says do not open until i tell you do not go in there oh, okay i'm going i'm going right now okay there's actually a really cute home video that was released when she's on a trampoline saying i can't bounce and <laughs> who I assume is her dad, goes, sure you can, try it. And she starts bouncing using her hands. And if you look in the drive, you can actually see a photo of her bouncing with one of her brothers. Whoa. And you can see she gets some air. <laughs> Whoa. Right? Oh my God. So maybe that was a sign of things to come because when she was six years old, she became fascinated watching gymnastics on TV. In particular, she idolized Dominique Moshianu. She's an American gymnast who would become a gold medalist in the 1996 Olympics at the age of 15. She was apparently the youngest member of the Magnificent Seven. Do you remember that? Because I remember the, the final five or the fab five in 2016. We would have been only like seven, eight, like so. I yeah. don't remember them. Oh, I'm not familiar. Yeah. Well, apparently she loved this whole team, but she definitely focused in on Dominique and she was inspired by her, like literally said she was her idol. She hung up posters on her wall. So at eight years old, she announced she was going to be a gymnast and her parents are like, great. Oh and they God. signed her up for lessons. Oh my and it God. turns out she was a powerhouse. She was a natural. At age 10, she took part in the Junior Olympics and she was crowned the power tumbling champion of Illinois, the whole state at age 11. And what? she, yeah, she was competing against, because again, we're in the 90s. She's competing against other full able-bodied athletes. Like, oh she actually asked not to be treated any differently than any of her peers. Oh my God. And, I, my jaw's on the floor. And then she even got like global fame because she performed like some of her tumbling on the Maury show. Remember that? Yes, <laughs> yeah. of course. She was a fifth grader on the Maury show doing Jesus. that. And then a year later, Later, she goes and she does this on a German television program. <laughs> 
Oh my right? god. Oh my god. Jen. So oh, but here's the other thing. She even has ties to our past lives. What? Basically, while attending community college, she saw an ad for the Walt Disney World college program. Uh-huh. Oh. And she jumped at the chance and she was accepted. And there she met performer Nate Crawford, basically through a friend. They then would create their own aerial acrobatics and trampoline show. Oh. And they started performing. Oh. And they, they actually started their performance at the 2000 2008 mascot games in Orlando. They were actually doing very, very well, but they had to put the show on hiatus when Nate was cast in the Britney Spears Circus Tour. Ever oh, heard wow. of it? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. no big deal. Right. <laughs> actually, I went to that show. Did I tell you that? Did you really? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that was, was so good. And I wonder if I saw her because through Nate, she also impressed the show's producers and was added to the tour as well. She oh performed my- basically her aerialist, all those different stuff in 40 of the North American and Australian shows. Oh. And she credits this amazing and crazy time in her life to opening a lot of doors for her. Oh my god. But I love her. Yes. Jen was sitting on a secret. What? Going back, obviously, no one can really blame her for wanting to know where she came from, right? I mean, she's never really known. And all she really knew was that her parents had given her up. They were of Romanian descent. And that's about it. So when she turned 16, she went to her mom and was like, hey, is there anything else more that we know? Nothing against you. I love you guys. You are my parents. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just want to know more about where I come from. And that's when her mom pulled out a huge folder just full of papers <laughs> and there was something that the mom had found and had been waiting to show her but just didn't know how to say it and was waiting until basically she was 16 which she was okay so any ideas what it could be kelly mm, is she royalty or something <laughs> like that's all i could think of what here's what uh, ready i'm you're, ready you're gonna fall off the chair okay get ready. i'm ready basically her mom showed her a document that jen she had her birth name or at least her birth last name was there and it was Masciano. <gasps> her idol olympic gold medalist the one she had posters on her wall and inspired her to pursue gymnastics dominic Masciano, was her sister stop stop my ma- so red uh-huh. literally I, I am on the floor mm-hmm. <laughs> what i would never so, have in a million years guessed that what uh-huh. oh so, my some god of my sources today are espn's meet jen Whoa. bricker the gymnast born without legs who has a surprising biological sister bbc.com my idol turned out to be my sister new york post the legless gymnast learned that her olympic idol was long lost sister she was on hbo oprah did at where are they now abc news this blew up Mm -hmm. my mouth is still on the floor i can't (laughs) fathom how what right so just to give you a little bit of background about dominique turns out we're doing a double So she was born September 30th, 1981 in Hollywood to Romanian parents, Dimitru, I I might be saying his name wrong, and Carnelia Moshianu. And they were both gymnasts. She began training as a gymnast at the age of three. Oh my gosh. Over Eventually, right? I mean, when you have parents who are in that, though, I can understand too why. But they ended up actually relocating to Houston when she was 10 because they actually moved kind of all over. Part of that was in Illinois. But they went to Houston to train more seriously. Dominique would win her first U.S. national team in 1992, followed by four gold medals and one silver at the 1992 Junior Pan American Artistic Gymnastics Championships. She would be the junior national champion in 1994. And then in 1995, she won the USA Gymnastics National Championships and was 
was the youngest there and also became the youngest member of the U.S. team at the 1995 World Championship and earned a silver medal. She was featured in Vanity Fair and wrote a what would land at number seven in the New York Times autobiography all before the 1996 Olympics where she was part of the gold medal team. How old is she? Like 16 or something? She's like 15. Oh my God. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, She actually struggled in the Olympics. She was kind of like the fan favorite, and she had some issues that came up. But also, as you can imagine, a life like that is not one without struggles. Right. 11 months prior to her 18th birthday, Dominique would actually legally become emancipated from her parents. Mm. She accused them of abuse, exploitation, Mm. and alleged they had used $4 million of her earnings for their own endeavors. This was apparently for a gymnastics gym that would ultimately close less than two two years after it opened. Hmm. She also said that she suffered from abuse and manipulation from her coaches. And she also testified at the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing about the USA gymnastics sex abuse scandal. I don't know what her involvement is with the last one, but Mm -hmm. basically overall, as much success as she found, she really didn't have much of a happy childhood. Oh, man. And while she did reconcile with her parents enough so that her parents walked her down the aisle in 2006, she still hadn't learned yet of her long lost sister and I'm going to say number one fan. Ugh. Oh my god, wait, when do they meet? So it took years for Jen to actually work up the courage because like, I mean, how do you go about saying this? She was like, I don't want to seem like I'm this crazy fan or like a con artist. I I need to get the evidence to prove this. She's like, this happens in movies. This doesn't happen. Literally, it's a movie. (laughs) Right. And from when she was 16, it took her about four years to finally gather everything up and also get the courage to reach out. So she sent her a letter and I don't have all of it. I think it might be in Dominique's second memoir, Off Balance, but basically Jen explained that she was her idol and that she admired her so much because she saw so much of herself in her which I'm like girl you nailed it right but she basically revealed like I'm your sister actually there's a direct quote saying I realize this must be a lot for you to take in right now I mean it is a lot for me too but I've had a lot of years to soak it all in I've been trying ever since I was 16 I'm now 20 to think of the right way to get in contact with you I thought about it almost every day well Dominique is apparently a spitfire because she allegedly immediately confronted her parents once she read the letter and was like what because again she has all these documents that jen included there were photos of her there were copies of birth certificates she looks oh you can now go into the folder that says like don't look at this you can take a look and you can see how much they look similar oh wow right very very similar very similar wow Mm-hmm. Whoa. so basically when she confronted her parents they told her the truth jen had been born shortly after dominique's sixth birthday the parents or at least the mom said that she wanted to keep jen but she was convinced by the father to give her up because they wouldn't be able to afford her medical bills which it might have been something from the doctor saying well she was born this way so there's going to be other issues and things like that also there's a lot of reports saying that she had no other medical issues other than that. Obviously, she's a top performing athlete, but there's no reported like serious issues. She went to school, she went to community college, all this other stuff, but she just doesn't have legs. But that doesn't mean she's less of a person. Right. Definitely not. (laughs) Right. But you don't know that at the time. And so either they thought this or it was conveyed to them that it was going to be too much. And her mom is quoted by Bleacher Report saying, I never saw my baby. I never held her, never touched her, never even smelled her. I desperately wanted to, but your father told me we had to give her up. And that was that. 
gosh. And obviously this is a little bit of a controversial decision. Again, I think adoption is a beautiful thing and it's a very difficult decision, but I do understand too why people might be like, but wait, you were able to provide for their other two daughters because yes, there's another sister. There's another one? (laughs) A younger sister named Christina who was born in 1989. I wasn't able to find a lot about her. So I'm assuming that's a privacy thing. So I'm just going to respect her privacy. But they raised the other two. Again, if you're led to believe you can't give her the life that you want, I understand wanting to give her up. But then you look at their childhoods too. Dominique's was very difficult for all the success that she had. And she was the one who was like an Olympian. And meanwhile, Jen is the one who doesn't have her legs, but yet she has this loving, supportive family who tells her she can do anything she sets her mind to and is so supportive. It's very interesting how that happens. And also, (laughs) right, her family too had no ties to gymnastics. So that's saying like both of them found their way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that nuts? It's crazy. Again, the sisters now have all reunited and you can see it's spooky how much they look alike you go to the one called sisters that's the third sister in there yeah okay and even she like those genetics are strong yeah very very (laughs) like the two younger sisters look very similar in the face yeah they do very much so right and like they even said like the brothers were like oh my god because again she's got her brothers and they're like that's crazy how much you guys look alike So as you can imagine, when Dominique went public with the story in her autobiography with the letter, the news outlets exploded. So that's why I have all these different sources. But like I said, they are reunited and Dominique and Jen in particular, they're so cute in their interviews. They are kind. They're so supportive. They are clearly siblings who didn't grow up together. I kid, I kid, I kid. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like a really beautiful relationship where they just speak nothing but, oh, hold on. Can you hear the dumpster truck? Yeah. No, not again. Ah, call back. <laughs> go, go where you belong, Red. <laughs> no, they're coming for me. They're calling for you. They need their siren. Uh-huh. Stop it. Um, not you. I'm saying the truck. I'm like, stop oh. it. You get away from me. We're keeping that, listeners. No. <laughs> Behind the scenes, hearing me like now get triggered every time I hear a garbage truck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you don't know, go listen to our other episode. Go listen to Stacy Brown. Yeah. Anyways, her siblings actually were at Jen's wedding, which was featured in the People magazine story. How gorgeous are they? So that's why her last name changed because she got married and jen actually released her own book called everything is possible she does public speaking events and she still apparently performs as well she was the headliner at the palazzo hotel in vegas uh new york's lincoln center and the shangri-la hotel in dubai like yeah she's still doing great and then dominique is retired and she still coaches but in her interview with oprah she said loosely like this is a direct quote but basically she's really proud to be a mom now and to be able to experience childhood through her kids and to give them everything that she always wanted when she was a kid so that's really beautiful Um, I know and so I actually wanted to wrap the story up by dedicating this episode to someone special there is a quote from Jen that says we are all born with unique gifts and talents and I want to show people we can use them to change lives so because of that I wanted to give a little shout out to my cousin Natasha she might not even be listening but our family was lucky enough to adopt her from Russia when she was little and not only do I know that my aunt and uncle did a wonderful job raising her but she's kind of proven to be her own little badass she just received the bronze medal at the special olympics in germany representing canada in golf what like what i know Uh, i'm like no big deal yeah no kidding 
I see you. Right. Obviously, I don't get to talk to her as much because we're in two different countries right now. But I I try to Snapchat with her when I can, which makes me feel super old. But I'm trying to stay in touch, you know. So (laughs) stay whatever apps the youths want to be on. I will be there to support them because of the world. Right, right, right. But (laughs) I wanted to dedicate this episode to her because I know she's also had to overcome her own difficulties. But like Jen said, I hope she knows she inspires others too. And the rest of my family and I down here in the U.S. are super proud of her. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Natasha. Oh my gosh, I love that yeah. for her. I know. Wow. I mean, we almost got a trifecta going in. I mean, I'd love to have Natasha on the show, but also she did inherit like the whole busy schedule thing, right? Um, that that old thing. I mean, you have a pretty busy schedule too, but I could imagine hers was pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, to get to like that level. She's an incredible golfer and like she actually had like an injury right before like she was going to go and she still plays bronze. Like I'm like, oh, uh, okay. If that's injury, <laughs> then uh, full full strength. <laughs> She's right? going to win. Wow. Uh, so But cool. again, like going back to Jen and Dominique and, you know, that whole family, like, okay, that kind of proves my theory about like the siblings being closer, like that whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out Red's family. Hi. Yes. And also Kelly, your and family, my family as well. Hey, like, guys. Uh-huh. Love you. Like, again, yeah. we're not saying anything bad. Like, I do love my siblings, obviously. And I, like I said, it's just sometimes we butt heads. But that's also when you're that close in age. Yeah. Oh, my God. To be expected, I think. That's natural. Yeah. yeah. My mom actually told me recently, she was like, yeah, you kids never fought, right? I was like, what? Uh, yeah, like, sure. What house did you grow up yeah, in? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I didn't even grow up with you, and I can imagine there was fighting right. at least. Well, also, when you have to share a room with someone, because I had uh, to. Yes. Uh-huh. Sean did with his sister. Shout out, Jessica. Love you. We know you listen, and we love you so much. But I guess <laughs> they had to share a room for quite a while, and I can't imagine that was fun. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, it's amazing. I mean, of all the odds, too, though, not only right? that they would find each other, but then they both are, and there's studies done about like twins who have like weird similarities and things like that. But there's just something to both of them. And also, I don't think Jen would have really, maybe she still would have, but had she not been inspired by her own sister not knowing. I did fall out of my chair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we cut that from the show, listeners. Uh, There was a big collapse. (laughs) Bandit ran out of the room. It was... Uh Oh my God. Well, with that, we love that for you and we love that for you listeners. Yeah. So obviously, as we said, families, like whoever your families are, whether it be the family that gives birth to you, the family that accepts you, your found family, any type of family, give them a hug, give them a call. Did I just say call? Oh my God. Give them a call. Uh, oh my god, we gotta go give him a call now. I I swear, I sometimes do that for my mom, where she's like, "You didn't call. What's going on? Like, where you at?" Is um, she from Long Island? Not- no. Oh, I just do that like sometimes just to make her laugh. Anyways, like I was saying, no matter your relationship with any of your family members, anything like that, know that you are loved, you are supported, whoever your chosen family is, your birth family, all that. And also know you have a family here with I love that for you. And we accept you and we love you. And yeah, again, I'm going to get calls from my siblings being like, you hate us. I'm like, no, I love you guys. Oh, quite the opposite. (laughs) No, I do love them. them. And listen to our podcast. Like, I don't 
think they listen. So they will now. Now that they uh-huh. know they're on here. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah they're to gonna the be pissed. <laughs> you said nothing wrong. They're gonna oh, love. Oh, and it. like that's the thing. We're so different, but we love each other, and we just want what's best for each other. And ultimately, we want each other to be happy, I just like them. we want for our listeners. So we love you guys. Thanks, guys. Tune in next week. All right, we love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on I Love That For You. Our theme song is by Vaudeville and used with permission. Our cover art is by Jenny Lamb, edited to the best of our abilities by Kelly and Red. If you want us to spotlight someone, have questions, or just want to say hi, email us at ilovethatforyoupod at gmail.com or join us on Instagram at ilovethatforyoupod to join the love fest and see what else we get up to. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, basically wherever else you listen. We appreciate all your love, and if you want to help support the show, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. This helps us spread the love and reach more people. Thanks for listening. We love you.